How do you make the most of the fact that you're going to be applying to a school with or without soccer? So you say to yourself, this is a college soccer guy on the How to Play College Soccer podcast. If you want to play college soccer and you're saying to yourself, I want to go to this school no matter what, there's actually a really, there's one way to really make the most of this. So let's say you say to me, hey, Zev, I'm going to go to play, I'm going to go to school no matter what at Dartmouth, or I'm going to apply to Dartmouth no matter what, or an Ivy League school. And this tends to be the case for those of you who have higher academics. But even if you don't, you're going, this is my favorite school. I'm going to Cal State San Marcos no matter what. You should tell the coaches in your emails that I plan on applying to your school with or without soccer. The reason that's really important is college coaches can then say to themselves, this player has decided they like my school. And I would say 20 to 30% of the recruiting process is coaches figuring out, do you actually like my school? Do you actually think my school is a fit for you? Would you rather go to my school than another school? And by saying you're willing to apply to their school with or without soccer says that you are actually interested in them. So they can cross it off their list. They're like this player wants my school. This is their favorite school. So they'll be much more likely to go, look, this player can come into my school. If they're applying regardless, they don't need any scholarship. So that's also really helpful. So now we'll be like, okay, since scholarship is not needed, theoretically, you, because you're going to be applying to school no matter what, maybe you're going to get an academic scholarship. The coach goes, well, I should look at their video because what if they're a baller and I don't even have to do any recruiting, right? They can just come on my team if they're really good. So I want you please to say that in the recruiting process because it's really helpful. Now, the other way to leverage this is when you have applied to the school already, okay? And this is the hard part of the recruiting process, right? You're going to apply in the fall going into the winter. And right, you maybe haven't heard back from other schools that you want to play soccer at, and you won't hear back from the school you applied to until the summer. So this creates a dilemma. So for example, we have a student right now who is getting recruited by Denver. Okay, Denver is a very good Division One program, but this student's really smart student, and they're getting a basically full academic scholarship to North Carolina. Now, they're not going to play North Carolina because the coach already told them that they don't think they're the level for North Carolina, but they also don't know if they're going to get into North Carolina until the fall, or sorry, excuse me, until the spring. So Denver are saying, look, you got to give us an answer. We're not going to wait until the spring because we need to fill up our spots. And the student's going, well, I if I don't get into North Carolina, I would rather go to Denver because then I can play soccer and still get an education I want. But if I do get in North Carolina, you know, it's my dream school. Maybe I'll try and walk on or maybe I won't walk on. I won't play soccer anymore because I really want to go to North Carolina. So what are they going to do? This is a tough one. And to be honest with me, you'd have to call me to discuss your personal situation because it's very complicated. The simple answer is you would tell Denver the truth and say, look, I'm coming to your school. I'm going to commit to you verbally. But if I end up getting into North Carolina or Stanford or UCLA or Berkeley, you know, these types of schools, college coaches are very understanding. They're like, okay, it is a great school. And they go, okay, we'll take the risk. You know, we'll keep you as a student we're recruiting. We'll carry an extra guy on the roster or whatever it might be. And we will go from there. So that can be a difficult part of the recruiting process. You know, not sure what to do because you're applying to schools and whatnot. In those cases, you would probably need to schedule a call with us so we can talk to you a little bit more about that and deciding what you're going to do soccer-wise or academic-wise. There's not a real simple answer to that. The big thing I want to stress is I'm the college soccer guy. My expertise is in college soccer, but I played college soccer. I went pro. 
I made $500 to $1,500 a month, not enough to support my family. I went back to school to get my master's degree. Education is the most important. It just, that's the deal. And for those of you students listening, as much as you want to play pro soccer, which I think that's awesome that you do, your parents want you to get an education, rightfully so. I'm really glad I got mine and I still was able to go pro and now I have my master's degree. So you should pick the school that's most relevant to your academics more than soccer. Now, the, my job is to make a dilemma for you. My job is to go, well, I helped you find college soccer teams that are interested in you, that feature academic goals, that fit your academic goals, and you also got into a bunch of great academic schools. What are we going to pick? That's the problem I'm supposed to create for you. And I think you want that problem because that would mean you can play college soccer. If you don't have that problem, then you're not going to get to play college soccer because you don't have any college soccer offers, which I assume is not what you want. So it's a difficult balance, you know, because of the the offers come in the fall. Sometimes they do come in the spring. Like it, there are Division One schools who are recruiting through March. Like that definitely happens. But a lot of schools want to be done by that point, and the top schools are definitely done at, done at that point. So that means you're like, oh, I haven't heard yet. The other thing that can happen, just to make things even more complicated for you, and this happened to us because I'm filming this in June of 2023. Is this spring, so March and April, college coaches were telling kids, hey, apply to the school because there's rolling admissions. You don't have to apply like in the fall or even in the winter. You can apply in the spring. And if you get into the school, you can come on our team. And the only way we were able to get to that point is because they like them as a soccer player. But they're saying, look, at this point, our roster is almost full. We're not going to use a spot for you, meaning we're going to waive your academics so you can get into the school. But if you get into the school academically, you know, I saw you at RD camp. I saw you at a showcase. I saw your video. I do like you. Apply to the school and we can maybe get you in. Or they'll tell you, apply to the school and I'm going to work on admissions and they'll go do it for you or with you. So the academic portion, which is what makes college soccer different than, of course, professional soccer, is really important. And you can leverage the fact that you're going to be applying or that you got into the school to play college soccer. So I'm going to touch on this briefly, which is the walk-on opportunity. I don't traditionally help students walk on to schools. I can give you advice, which is basically in order to walk on, you have to go to the coach's office every day, all the time and ask for a walk-on. And they're not going to want to give you one because it's annoying. They probably don't think you're good enough and they just find you annoying, but you should still go for it. Like, cause they could be wrong. There's plenty of walk-ons in the history of soccer. And just traditionally speaking, you know, walk-ons don't really work out, which is why coaches don't love doing it. I was I was working in a, at a college soccer team. I won't name them. And I was in the office and a kid came in and said like, hey, I emailed you guys about the walk-on. And the coach said, well, we already had walk-on tryouts. And the kid was like, well, I never got an email. And the coach was like, we sent out the email. If you didn't receive it, that means you put your email in incorrectly. And the kid was like, well, now what do I do? Like I want to try. And the coach goes, there are no more tryouts. There is no opportunity. So what that kid should have done was gone to their ID camp said, hey, here, I, I really care. I'm going to try again. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to knock on your door until you give me a chance. And then at least you get a chance. Now, the college coach may say, look, we watched you and we don't want you on our team. And then you have to live with that decision. That then Once they've made their decision, they pretty much never change. So that's how you would use applying and walking on together. The main message I want to get to you is when you're applying to schools, you can leverage that. So at some point, my students tend to do it. If they're a girl, they're junior spring. If they're a boy, they're junior summer. They make a list after having spoken to a number of schools and gone through the recruiting process of their top 15 schools where they're like, these are schools I'm going to, I want to apply to no matter what. Then what we do is we spend all of our energy 
focusing on those schools soccer-wise, which we can only do if they have other schools as backups, assuming they want to play college soccer. Some of my students will be like, look, I have one student right now, actually. They have a 4.5 GPA, a 31 on their ACT, a 1550 on their SAT. So they're really smart. They're going to get into some really good academic schools. And the player's like, look, unless I'm playing soccer at an academic school that fits my standard, I'm not going to play soccer. So it's either that school or no soccer. And I go, great. That's a great thing. I mean, it's going to make things more challenging, but that's a good headspace to have because you are saying, look, this is, you know what you want. It's for my students that don't know what they want that we have to create a, a wider net when we first get started. But if my students are like, no, I know exactly what I want. I want these types of schools. I tend to add some more to their list because they just don't know, like Haverford is a great division three academic school. Swarthmore, Suffolk, these are great academic D3 schools that people don't know about. But in this student's case, they're like, look, they're going to go to the NESCAC schools. Uh, Carnegie Mellon's not a NESCAC, but Carnegie Mellon, John Hopkins, Bowdoin, Bates, these types of schools. He also, though, is going to get into Ivy League schools potentially. So is he going to be able to play at Dartmouth? Is he going to be able to play at Brown? Academically speaking, potentially, but athletically, he'll be on the fence. So what might happen is he may apply, get in, and he may do early action or early decision. And he may get in, but the coaches saw him at a camp and they go, look, you got into our school all by yourself. We saw you as a good player. You won't play for us for three years, but you can be on the team. And he may say to himself, that's, are you kidding? That means I get to say I played Brown college soccer, Berkeley college soccer. Berkeley's his favorite school. He will, he would be over the moon about that. So all of us have different goals. In my case, it was, I want to play D1 soccer. I don't care if I don't play a single minute, but I'm playing division one. You know, other kids are like, I want to play every single minute and I really want a great academic school, but I want to live in California. Okay. So great academic schools in California aren't the same as they are on the East coast. So, or the, even in the Midwest. So like Chapman, Santa Cruz, that's West coast, but they don't have the same prestige academically as like a Bowdoin. So you have to know what you want in the recruiting process. And my job is to help you find out what you want. A lot of what we do to find out is research schools. I give you schools to consider and we find out what we don't like. And by finding out what we don't like, we tend to find out what we do like. If you want more help, give me a call. Links in the bio. Talk soon.